Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message by Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Well, this morning's message is entitled, Made Whole by God, Healing from Hurt. And before I get into the message, I just want to share with you where it started. I think it was three Sundays ago. Uh, well, that would have been when we, when we got the news. It would have been three Mondays ago. Allison, our youngest, had uh, gone to gymnastics and was doing a double back handspring and, and hurt her arm. And they thought it was uh, possibly fractured. But uh, if you know our full story about hurting her arms, uh, this wasn't our first rodeo in that area. So we knew there really wasn't a lot. It was late at night. You know, we could have gone to an emergency room. But we're like, they're not going to be able to do anything. They'll take an x-ray. They'll splint it. They'll wait for the swelling to go down. And then, you know, it may get cast or whatever. So we were like, well, we'll go first thing Tuesday morning. And so we did that and went to the clinic here. And sure enough, there was a hairline fracture. Immediately when Candy called and, you know, she was still in pain on her way home, I started praying and just asking the Lord for healing and that he would uh, heal her. It was around the elbow area, so we were even, you know, more concerned about that. And uh, so we're just praying over. And um, so anyway, it ended up being a hairline fracture. They splint it, sent it to the radiologist and said we should hear back by Tuesday evening or Wednesday. Well, Tuesday came and went. Wednesday came and went. Hadn't heard anything by Thursday. And so we're like, well, we, you know, we'll call and see. So called and left a message. Still didn't hear anything back Thursday. Called back Friday and spoke with, with one of the nurses. And she said, um, you know, if it was serious, they would have gotten back to you by now. You know, probably okay. And, we're like, and I was just getting concerned, you know, because by day three, four, you know, it could be setting if it didn't need to be done or whatever. But they're like, no, if it was that, they would have gotten back to you by now. So I, okay, well, so Sunday morning comes around and, and Miss Amanda comes and, and says, well, we heard back from the radiologist and it was so minor that just the week in the splint was enough. And so she's like, she's healed, ready to go, take off. So in like immediately Allison is unwrapping her arm and, you know, ready to go. And I finish talking with Amanda and get back to Kenny and we're talking. I lean over and say, well, she's not going to be doing gymnastics for a while and we'll see about basketball but the doctor just said she's healed she's good to go and um immediately the lord spoke to my spirit and said this is how you treat my healing this is how you respond when i've said i've made you whole and i believe it's it's, this message is for sure to me but i feel in the you he was speaking to us you all you know the community of christians that god makes us whole he heals us and he does it completely and totally but we don't believe it we don't receive it and we're not ready to walk in it and live it and so as i prayed about that and and he walked me through this that's that's where this message came from and so i think we just have this idea that we think it's just too good to be true But the truth is God's healing is total and it's complete. And it is amazingly good. And it's 100% true. The first thing that we need to understand is what healing and wholeness in Christ look like. The word that's used in the New Testament for this is sozo. And Pastor Darrell talked about that word when he shared the story of the ten lepers. All were physically healed, but only one received sozo. Only one was completely and totally healed and saved. And it was the one who came back who recognized Jesus for who he was. The other two received physical healing. He was made whole. 
We're going to see this word sozo a lot this morning, so I want us to fully understand it. Sozo means to save or rescue, to keep safe and sound, to rescue or preserve one from danger or destruction, to save one from injury or peril, to save a suffering one from perishing, to make well, to make whole, to heal, to restore, to health. In the New Testament, this word is translated as save 93 times, whole nine times, and healed three times. Now that we know what this word means, there's three things that we need to understand to receive this complete healing, this wholeness, and literally salvation. It sounds too good to be true, but when we come to Christ, what we, what we receive is total and complete wholeness. Yes, it includes emotional, spiritual, and physical healing, but better than all of these things is an eternal relationship with God the Father himself. The first thing that we have to know is that we have to realize, we have to know that we're broken and that we can't heal ourselves. If we won't admit that we are in need of healing, in need of a Savior, we can't be healed or saved. We have to realize our utter helplessness and brokenness. Once we realize our situation, we have to get to the point that we know that Christ came Not just to physically or emotionally heal us, but he came to sozo us, to save us from utter destruction, to restore us completely, entirely, to make us whole. While these two things are crucial, just having an understanding or comprehension of them is not enough. It's great if we realize we're broken and in need of being made whole, literally saved. And it's even better if we realize that Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved and made whole. But there's still one thing left. We have to actually come to him and put our total trust and faith in him. So I want to quickly look at uh, these first two questions that I've posed and, and show them in Scripture. Are we in need of healing, wholeness, and salvation? And did Jesus come to sozo us, fully save, restore, heal, and make us whole? Luke 19 verse 10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save, and that word save is sozo, the lost. The word here is sozo it's jesus came to seek us out where while we were lost to heal save restore and make us whole totally and completely romans 310 is as i'm sure most of you well know says none is righteous no not one so we know we're in need of saving even before christ came god told the prophet isaiah what he would do when he came Isaiah 53, verse 4 through 6 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And in Luke 4:18 and 19, Jesus himself quotes the prophet Isaiah from chapter 61 of Isaiah. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has set, sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, 
to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And in verse 21, he says, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So let me summarize these scriptures for you. We had grief and he came to bear it. We had sorrow and he came to carry it. We transgressed and he was pierced for it. We were full of iniquity and he was crushed for it. We longed for peace and he was chastised to give it to us. We had wounds that could not be healed. So he was wounded that we might be made whole. Our iniquity was put on him. We were poor and he proclaimed good news. We were captive and he came to liberate us. We were blind and he came to give us sight. We were oppressed and he came to give us liberty. We were lost without hope and he came to find us, save us and make us whole. That's what he came for. We had no hope apart from him and he came and he saved us when we were lost. So we answered these first two questions. The last thing that we have to understand is that we still have to come to him. And we're going to look at Mark chapter 5 starting in verse 21. And we'll be there for quite a few scriptures. So if you want to turn there, you can. But it'll also be on the screen. And we'll actually see all three of these things come together in this story. Mark 5, 21 through 43, it says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him. And he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed. This word that he used for healed is sozo, that she may be whole, that she may be saved. And then it says, and he says, Jairus does, and she will live. And the word here for live is the word zeo, the absolute fullness of life is what that word means. It's like the life version of the word sozo. This is the same word that Jesus used in John 4.10 when he was talking to the woman at the well describing the living water. He says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And that's the same word that this man uses for his daughter. He says, I know you can make her whole and she will have full life. And also note that there was a great multitude of people there. And the second thing I want us to note is that Jairus was a ruler in the synagogue. We're going to come back to those two things in a moment. Verse 24. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Two things I want us to note there before we go on is, again, there was a great multitude of people. And the second thing is that she had been ill for 12 years. Verse 28. So she touched his garment and then she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And that word for well is sozo. I'll be healed. I'll be complete. I'll be whole. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself of the power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? 
But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? They're like, a bunch of people just touched you. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. So this story is a lot like the story of the of the ten lepers. Because notice and remember, she's already been healed. She felt it instantly. So she's been physically healed. Now look at Jesus' response in verse 34. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Sozo. You are now whole. You're saved. You're complete. Beyond the physical healing, because you believed in me, you realized your brokenness. You realized there was nothing else you could do. You had tried everything else, and now you came to Jesus Christ. But you didn't just come. You believed in me, and you had faith in me, and now you're whole. You're complete. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Before we finish this passage, I want to come back to the crowd and the disciples comment about what do you mean who touched you? You're surrounded by people. That's the point I want to make. It's not enough to be around Jesus. It's not even enough to see him or touch him. We have to know that we're broken. We have to know that he's our only hope. We have to come to him in faith just like this woman did. She had done all these other things. While other people came to watch this show, she came for Jesus himself. While many other people touched him, she was the only one that was made whole. She left that day totally well in every way. Total and completely because she realized her brokenness. She came to him and she believed that he was her only hope. Verse 35, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler. Remember this whole story. Jesus is just on his way to the little girl who's sick, to the father that was a ruler in the synagogue who's come to him and begged him to come Make his daughter whole to give her life. So while he was still speaking, they came and said, your daughter's dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. So there's no hope at this point for that man. His daughter's dead. He recognizes that he can't save his daughter. He knew there was nothing he could do, but he knew there was someone he could go to, Jesus Christ. And he believed in him and he had faith in him. And at that moment that they came to try to convince him all hope was lost, Jesus immediately speaks and he says, don't be afraid, just believe Remember that this guy's a ruler in the synagogue. These are the people that are going to uh, constantly try to trip Jesus up. They're the ones that are eventually going to crucify him. He was literally putting everything on the line. His reputation, his position, 
his well-being, his financial situation, everything was on the line. And he didn't care because he was broken and he was seeking healing and wholeness for his daughter and for his family. And he didn't care if it cost him everything, if he could find hope and life in Jesus Christ. And then in verse 38, it says, Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. So he kicked them all out of the house. He took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him which was just as it said before, uh, I think it was Peter, James, and John. And he entered where the child was lying, and then he took the child by the hand, and he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl arose and walked. Catch this, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know of it and said that something should be given her to eat. The crowd saw Jesus. Many in the crowd even touched Jesus, but they weren't made whole. The same was true for the crowd around the girl's house. They didn't have faith in him to the opposite. They actually ridiculed Jesus. They weren't. They were sent away because of their unbelief. We can't just be part of the crowd. We have to realize our brokenness and our helplessness. We have to know that only Jesus can truly save us, can truly make us whole and complete. And then we have to actually come to him in faith. The last thing I want to point out in these two intertwined stories is the number 12. Many numbers in the Bible have special significance or meaning. And the number 12 is one of these. I'd never tied the two together before, but it stood out to me as I studied this week that the woman had her illness for 12 years and the young girl was 12 years old. So this whole girl's life, from her birth to her death, this woman had had her illness. And I don't think this was just a happenstance, and I certainly don't think it was happenstance that they included this seemingly minor detail in these two stories. The number 12 is found in 187 places in the Bible. Revelations alone has 22 occurrences. And the meaning of 12 is considered a perfect number. It symbolizes God's power and his authority, as well as serving as a perfect governmental foundation. And it also symbolizes completeness and wholeness. And I believe that, in my opinion, is the definition that applies here. In both of these circumstances, they realized their brokenness and helplessness. They knew about Jesus and heard that he could heal. And in faith, they sought him out and believed that he alone could heal them, save them, restore them, make them whole. And Jesus Christ made them whole. If you need healing this morning, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, And most importantly, total wholeness and salvation in a restored relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. You can receive it today. All we have to do is realize our brokenness and our helplessness.
recognize that a relationship with Jesus Christ is our only hope. And then most importantly, come to him in faith. Before we close in prayer, I want to share one last scripture that shows the fullness and the completeness and the wholeness of the work that God accomplishes in Jesus Christ. It's found in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. It says, and because of him, because of God the Father, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That's everything we need. That's total wholeness. That's healing. That's salvation. That's completeness. That's everything that's important. God's wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption through Christ. What else could we ask for? And it's complete. And it's total. It's like, no, we can really believe it. We can really use it. We can walk in it. makes us whole he came to seek and save the lost we had no hope of salvation no hope of finding our way but he came to make a way to do everything that needed to be done and he did it all we have to do is recognize our brokenness come to him and believe and we're whole And it's total. And it's complete. If everyone will bow their heads this morning. I just want to take a time for some some ministry this morning. If you have something in your life that you need made whole. A sickness. An emotional hurt. A spiritual hurt. Or maybe you've never come to the Father through a relationship with Jesus Christ. This morning, you can acknowledge that only God can make us whole, restored, complete, healed, saved. If there's any one of these areas that you need that healing from Christ himself this morning, just raise your hand and we're going to pray for you. Father, we come before you broken. Lord, in need of you, in need of healing, emotionally, physically, spiritually, Lord, in in need of salvation. Father, in Psalm 147.3, you said that you came to heal the brokenhearted and to bind up their wounds. Father, we pray healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, restoration of the relationship that was broken between us, Father. Father, I pray faith over every single one of us, Lord. That we would receive this and know that it's complete and total. That we can walk in victory, walk in healing, walk in health. Father, we don't want to be part of the crowd. We want to be in a relationship with you. 
Father, you are our only hope. When we put our hope in you, we put our trust in you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.